we're really encouraged and emboldened by the conversations that are happening in our nation now because they're really driving attention to those communities that need that support, that need that leg up and that hand up, um, not a handout, a hand up to be able to be given that voice and that opportunity. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. Today with Megan Bichelle, a mom of three and CEO of Defy. Megan, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. What is Defy? Defy is a line of groundbreaking performance drinks that's backed by science and purpose built, and it's specifically uh, engaged in the hemp derived CBD market. So we have all things like performance spectrum CBD in the drink, as well as electrolytes, coconut water potassium, B vitamins, niacin, a whole host of, of essentially beneficial health and wellness ingredients to make it a truly performance product. That is impressive. Before we talk more about the business aspect, um, I just want to say congratulations. Not only are you a female, you're a mother of three who now heads up. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive because you're doing this as you probably have your three kids stuck at home all day. Right, right. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate that. And I think perspective is always interesting. Um, I'm actually technically a bonus mom. So uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for a few years and he has three kids um, from a prior marriage. So COVID has actually been really interesting because we've all been navigating this new environment, not only of me stepping into the role of bonus mom, um, but also now we're doing it with everyone schooling from home and working from home. So it's it's certainly been quite an adventure over the last several months, but I'm, I'm thrilled with it and, and uh, you know, taking every day one at a time. I always say, as annoying as it is at the time, the busier you are, the more productive and successful you are because you kind of just figure out um, just how to how to get all your ducks in a row. <laughs> At least that's how it works for me. I 100% agree with you. And I often say the same thing. So we're of like minds. Okay, so you have been in the uh, athletic sphere for quite some time, which is a little bit surprising. It, it was to me because you were also the former Miss Kansas in 2004. Right. I probably <laughs> should have looked this up, Megan, I didn't. I'm sorry. What was your talent? Sure. So I was actually a professional musician for many years. So I sang at the Miss Kansas and Miss America competitions. And I ended up being a professional singer for many years across the Midwest and, and Los Angeles as well before really devoting myself to uh, my startup life. Do you want to um, add any more hats? I don't, I don't know if you're wearing enough. Professional singer, <laughs> Miss Kansas, bonus mom of six, CEO. Um, what am I missing? Right. Um, oh my gosh. So, it's funny. Just also to clarify, there's, um, I don't personally have children. I have three stepkids essentially. Oh, okay. I got so you. I don't know if you so, want to, I don't know if you want to restate that. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. We under, I thought okay. you had three and then your boyfriend had three. So I thought you were merging six together, but I, there's That's, just three. That would be far more impressive than I can uh, vouch for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's go back to uh, Defy, because it's actually an interesting time. Most people, 
I wish I could put myself in this category, but it's been so, so hard for me to are working out more than ever now because they're working out from the convenience of their own homes. They're investing in whether it be Pelotons or, you know, apps, um, different ways that they can save time and maximize their workout from home. So there's this huge push for, for health and wellness right. as well in an unhealthy time, if you will, with COVID-19. So I w- while it might be difficult to grow a business right now, it seems like you might be in the right business. Well, I certainly hope so. And, and we share the same uh, thought process as well. It's, you know, we're, we're extremely lucky and beneficial to be in the health and wellness space in the midst of a health crisis. And so we, we count our blessings in that regard. Um, I couldn't agree more that this is the best time. And I'm really encouraged to see the focus on health and fitness in this environment, because it is so not only important just for our everyday lives, but especially when we're facing a health crisis and people are facing so many different health challenges at home, you know, it, it's actually far to our detriment for us to sit at home and sit on the couch and become couch potatoes for the next eight hours a day, you know, because we don't know what we're doing, we're not working, et cetera, um, for people to really start taking health into their own hands and taking that active daily role and finding new ways to get creative and work out because the gyms are closed or they don't have access to the machines and tools that they had before. It's so incredibly important because the healthier you are internally, the better chance you have to you know, maintain that healthy lifestyle and avoid um, you know, COVID potentially having a, a significantly negative impact on your health. And so uh, now more than ever before, I think we need to be focused on those steps, whether it's taking extra vitamin D and vitamin C and, and making sure that we're getting out and getting our cardiovascular health worked out. Um, I think all of those steps are incredibly important today and I'm glad that they're getting the light shown on them and people getting more actively involved. But how do you market a sports performance brand when the gyms are closed? Well, we've really built Defy to ultimately become a mainstream performance brand. When And just to back up a little bit and give you kind of the story and, and narrative behind what really inspired Defy, you know, my business partners and, and founding partners, um, one of the critical, you know, key ones is Terrell Davis, who's an NFL Hall of Famer, um, you know, former Denver Bronco. And... The reason that we got into this industry was because he was facing, you know, some just daily health challenges because of his years playing in the NFL. And once we came across CBD as a potential alternative, because he was, you know, he has no cartilage in his knees. And so he was facing severe pain in his knees. Anytime he would do anything active, his knees would swell up the size of basketballs and he would be essentially, he wouldn't be able to do anything or work out for about four days after that before the swelling was go, would go down. On top of that, he's suffered from migraines since the age of nine. And he was taking naproxen twice a day, which is a really strong anti-inflammatory that can have long-term, you know, negative side effects, just like any NSAIDs. And so he was really looking for a natural alternative. And I was always interested in health and wellness. And when we came across CBD as as a potential health and wellness alternative, and this is back in 2016, 2017, that we really started to do the research. um, The more we dove into it, and the more, you know, World Health Organization reports and studies that we that we read and researched, the more really encouraged and excited we were about the opportunity that this could play in really changing the health and wellness dynamic in the United States. In the midst of an opioid epidemic, when people are so addicted to prescription drugs um, and other you know, pain medications that could potentially have long-term negative side effects, this was that pathway to provide 
you know, a real natural health alternative for them. And when we were going down that pathway, we realized that there was no mainstream product that was available in the CBD space that was kind of that gold standard that you could trust. And so we made it our mission to create that gold standard. And so, yes, absolutely, we intend and are going through the pathways of, you know, uh, mainstream fitness facilities and gyms, boutique fitness facilities, et cetera. But we are also going down the pathways of mainstream traditional retail distribution, natural channel distribution, um, uh, convenience store distribution. So we're, we're facing those other pathways in addition to the fitness pathways. Okay, one second. Megan, we are going to return with more momming right after this. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. We're back on We're Momming Today with Megan Bichelle, and she was just sharing this inspirational story about Terrell Davis, former NFL Hall of Famer, who had migraines for years and knee injuries and knee pain for years where he actually could hardly move because his knees were so swollen that you put your, your brains, your brands together and you have a sports performance brand called Defy. But you're a female, you're a woman. He's a major athlete. Most <laughs> people know who he is. So how are you specifically raising the bar for women and for moms? Well, I think what's most interesting about this is that we are um, you know, we're a naturally woman-owned, minority-owned, veteran-owned company. That it, it, this wasn't something that we set out to architect. This was just wait. Group hold on, hold on. coming Megan, together. You, know that. you are women-owned, minority-owned, and veteran-owned. Yes. Wow. You you like hit <laughs> the three key markets in terms of what investors are looking for right now with with just that. You should have led with that. <laughs> well, again, it's something that we we didn't architect it that way. It wasn't derived. It was a group of friends and people with similar interests coming together and creating something that we saw that we believed people needed. And it just happened that the people doing so hit all of those, all of those uh, bullet points. And so we're really encouraged and emboldened by the conversations that are happening in our nation now, because they're really driving attention to those communities that need that support, that need that leg up and that hand up. Um, not a handout, a hand up to be able to be given that voice and that opportunity. And so seeing the retailers and the brands and the distribution partners, you know, major organizations that are coming out and making commitments to give shelf space and retail uh, voices to women led brands, minority and people of color led brands, veteran owned brands, you know, we're, we're very excited about that and, and, you know, helping to essentially share those voices. Megan, has it been noticeable? Have you have you truly noticed that more companies and brands are willing to give you that shelf space because you are women, minority, and veteran-owned? Well, we certainly hope so. We're having those conversations now, and the early indications of of the conversations that we're having are that you know some of the biggest retailers out there are currently delivering mandates internally that they want to reassess and analyze where their shelf space is now, and make sure that they are giving representation to those unheard voices and unheard brands that represent those communities. And so what we are hearing from some of the major retailers that we're talking to is that is absolutely happening. And we're encouraged by those conversations. Now, there's much work to be done. But we are really at the tipping point, I believe, of, of seeing that change happen. 
and you're at the forefront of it, what is the most common question you get asked? Is it, what was it like to be Miss Kansas? <laughs> sure, that certainly was one of them. Um, and and I think, uh, you know, that opportunity, being Miss Kansas and the Miss America organization, I, what most people don't realize is that it's a full-time job for the year. And every woman in that organization has, you know, their own social social issue that they are advocating for and that they're very heavily involved in. My personal one was domestic violence prevention. And so I ended up um, advocating for domestic violence prevention in my state for many, many years, being involved in, and eventually becoming the spokesperson and a board member for the Kansas Coalition Against Sexual and Domestic Violence and lobbying Congress, actually working with um, Joe Biden back in 2004, 2005, when they were trying to get the uh, Violence Against Women Act passed again back then. Um, so working with a number of lobbyists in D.C. to help you know, share those voices and get that out there. And so I think it's very important um, for people to realize that that background is, is a great breeding ground for young women who will be absolute change makers um, in whatever career they enter into because they <laughs> they learn the ropes, whatever they're doing, whether it's PR, marketing, sales, um, you know, speaking with every age, it's, it's a phenomenal organization. How have you personally changed in the past 16 years? Oh, that's a broad, that's a broad. Well, since, <laughs> since the pageant, since 2004, sure. since that was your full-time job advocating uh, for domestic violence, you know, well, what did right. you do after that? I know you have your I, MBA. Right. I have a very eclectic background, so I'm not necessarily somebody who can say, you know, follow this path and you too will achieve whatever it, you know, I went from, um, essentially earning my undergraduate degrees in entrepreneurship and music business um, to then becoming Miss Kansas two weeks later and doing that job full time for a year and essentially living in hotels and traveling across the country and half in hotels and half out of my car practically. Um, and then right after that, I moved out to Los Angeles and I lived in uh, Los Angeles and Southern California for um, 12 years. I ended up getting my MBA at, at Pepperdine. And of course, I graduated with my MBA from Pepperdine right around uh, the 2008 collapse. And so then it was very fun to try to find any job at that point in time uh, with, you know, yes, I had a good degree and some great experience, but um, I wasn't necessarily well established in LA. And so at that point, you know, just like anybody else trying to make it in any industry, I was hustling and doing every odd job that I could find to break, to break into um, the entertainment industry. And um I worked in a nonprofit in LA for a few years. Actually, um, I thought that I wanted to go down the nonprofit pathway for quite a while following my role in, as Miss Kansas and, and working with a number of nonprofits. And so I worked with in early childhood education for two years um, with oh, wow. a nonprofit uh, called Los Angeles Universal Preschool um, before I ended up landing into a startup. At the time, it was called DeskSite. It was later renamed uh, to Direct Sports Network. And they essentially had a mission to change the video entertainment landscape. And this was back before you could get video on every device, wherever you are at any time on demand. Mm -hmm. So this was really driving kind of the force behind that. And so we created video apps for professional sports teams um, that fans could download to their desktop, laptop, tablet, game console, mobile, et cetera. And it would deliver all of the team's HD video content directly to the fan, directly to your device. You could watch it online or off. And so Ended up spending seven years with that company, growing it from you know an, an idea and a pilot program with the New England Patriots to 21 NFL teams, half the NHL, a third of the MLS, and a league-wide deal with NASCAR. And through that whole process was 
um, while I was also gigging on the weekends <laughs> with my band. Um, and then through wow. that whole process, I uh, eventually became friends with Terrell Davis and Bo Worley, the C- uh, the former CEO and my founding partner um, here in Defy. And and we started talking about this idea and and hence Defy was born. So it's it's and quite an eclectic background. <laughs> it, it certainly is. I, I mean, I feel bad for the one page resume. I don't think it can handle you. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> I do have what might be the hardest question to answer remaining for you. And that is before your bonus kids came into your life, Mm -hmm. if you could define the change from being, you know, unattached and and single, nothing really to worry about except yourself and your job to where you are now, um, what, what is that change like? It was very intentional and I went into it with eyes wide open. So I knew exactly what I was getting into. You know, I grew up in a very close knit family. Um, I have one sibling, but I have kind of a lot of adopted siblings of sorts. And um, I always knew that I wanted kids, but I wanted them in my 30s, not in my 20s. And so really, I was I was very blessed to come into a relationship with a man who had three beautiful children um, who are just incredible people and incredible humans. And and I, I genuinely enjoy and love them and spending time with them. And, um, you know, we're very lucky that um, their parents have a great relationship as well. So it's a very positive environment for all involved. And so then it's just, you know, learning the ropes of, of transitioning into that role and going from, you know, being an individual to, you know, even, even as simple as, especially in in the land of COVID grocery shopping for one person versus grocery shopping for a family of five in the middle of a quarantine where you're now cooking three meals a day when I used to maybe cook one meal a day. So (laughs) it's those kind of transitions that I think everybody just has to give themselves a little bit of grace um, when they're going through any type of major life transition. And so it's, there's certainly days where you're frustrating or overwhelmed or feel like you're failing at, at everything. Um, but you get up the next day and I, I make my gratitude list for the day and I set my goals for the day. Yes. I'm a big fan of Rachel Hollis. So I use the start today journal every day. Oh, I don't know know anything about about. this. Okay. Okay. So tell me, tell me. So Rachel Hollis, she's the author of, um, girl, stop apologizing and girl, wash your face. Um, and she, and, and if you haven't heard of her, you got to look her up. She's awesome. And you will love her. You should probably have her on your show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, um, so she has essentially a start today journal that she created because this was just her kind of daily mantra morning routine that she would do. And everybody asked about it so often that she actually created a version so that everybody could do it, um, just to make it easy. And it's basically, I start every day with setting the five things that I'm writing down the five things that I'm grateful for that happened within the last 24 hours. So it's not just that could be hard. Yes, it is. And sometimes it's as simple (laughs) as enjoying like my favorite cup of coffee on my back patio with my cat curled up in my lap. Like that is sometimes my favorite thing. And so it's, it's those little things as well as the big things, like having a major breakthrough with, with a child, it, you know, it kind of spans the, the gamut of what I write down depending upon the day. And then after you write down those five, points of gratitude, then it is reiterating what my 10 major life goals are. And so my, my 10 visions, the 10 things that I am going to make happen, and you write them, of course, in present tense. So as if I have already made this happen. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I write down the one that I'm going to focus on right now, because I can't accomplish all 10 of them at the same time. You got to pick one and then you got to put the effort behind it. Look at you. I have one, one more question, because when you, <laughs> when you talk about 
the kids. It, it's it's really genuine. What advice would you give to other families who might not have the nicest blended family, if you will? How have you achieved the relationships with them that you have? Because it's 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 remarkable and it's really heartwarming when you talk about it. Oh well, thank you very much. I um, it certainly hasn't been something that you just snap your finger and it happens overnight. I've I've done the research and it's a continual, I personally believe that I'm a continual work in progress. And so I've read books on stepmomming and um, how to be a smart stepmom and the, you know, the, the common pitfalls and common mistakes that people make, um, the common, you know, misperceptions that they might have. Um, and so what I try to do is meet each child where they're at and give them the space and respect that they need to be able to engage in the relationship and find the common ground. And so um, sometimes, and, and also I think it's very important to acknowledge that I'm not trying to replace their mom. I, their mom will always be their mom and I can never replace their mom. I'm here to be another additional positive role model and person that um, can provide them with love and support and encouragement in their life. And so when I, let them know that. I, I hope that it removes the any sort of level of threat or loyalty conflicts that they might have in their, you know, biological relationships. But I'm absolutely certain they think you're very cool. <laughs> it's quite an impressive um, resume that we were just uh, just talking about. Thank you so much for joining us, Megan, on We're Momming today. Really enjoyed hearing your story. Congratulations. I know we have the, um, the, the 22nd of September is American Business Women's Day. And thank you for being at the forefront of that as we all celebrate everything that wow, we've done. Thank you very much. You to do. It's been an absolute pleasure, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.